Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of One Man's Opinion, the podcast that continues to sweep the nation. Boy, we are rounding out season two of this podcast. Uh, we'll have a season three. We will keep it going, everybody. Uh, appreciate every single one of you for downloading, subscribing, listening to uh, the show and spreading the word as well. Tell a friend, everybody, we want to keep this free. We want to keep this uncensored. We want to do more episodes every single solitary week. So uh, the bigger the word, the more people download, more we could get more episodes out. If you're just stumbling upon us for the first time, welcome in. This is One Man's Opinion. My name is Jeff Manns, M-A-N-S. You can hear me weekday afternoons on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio, Channel 80 seven hosting the elite sports show uh four to six p.m eastern there uh serious xm fantasy football pregame during the nfl regular season on sunday mornings there as well also part owner and operator chief content officer of the elite sports network which we have a big announcement going on right now uh fantasyguru.com elitefantasy.com elitesportsbetting.com elitesportsdata.com all of those websites that you've known you've come accustomed to grown to love they are all merging we are all going under one umbrella and that will be fantasyguru.com i'll talk more about that a little bit later on in this episode but uh, you can find it everything by the time you're listening to this fantasyguru.com will have daily seasonal betting data tools media shows this podcast will be on it it's all under one umbrella and we're excited about that. I'll talk more about why that we made that decision and why we're going that direction later on the show. You could follow me on social media at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter, the Jeff man's all one word on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. So uh, how was your week, everybody? I am COVID free. I want to, I guess I should announce that officially last episode was smack dab in the middle, still pretty tired at that point. I uh, got better later in the week and you know, it's one of those deals. Um, my experience of COVID was, it was the first time I had it and it was, it made me tired, like extraordinarily tired. I had a sore throat a couple days, but then I was tired for like over a week, like a week straight. I was just exhausted. And I'm somebody who sleeps two to four hours a night. You know, I just, uh, I've never been a sleeper. I don't really sleep. It's just something I don't do. Uh, never have since I was a kid, so on and so forth. But I was exhausted. I was sleeping nine, 10 hours a day for about a week. And uh, once that was done, I never really got a cold, never got I, I scratchy throat for a couple of days, but no congestion or coughing. Thank goodness. My wife had it as well, but she had the cough and she had the runny nose and all that stuff. So a little bit different experience there. She wasn't nearly as tired as I was as well. So, um, but I'm through it. Um, COVID free tested on Saturday, still had it tested on Tuesday and uh, was a negative, you know, 14 days out. Good to go back to normal living. Excited about that. So uh, thank you. Everybody reached out and wished well and put in a good word. Even if you just thought it on your own while listening to it, man, that kind of stuff is most appreciated. 
for from me in the biggest way so sincere thank you for all of you there so we're, we're off and running we've got a lot to talk about it's one of those episodes where we're between super bowl 56 has been set the bengals and rams i will touch on that i'll discuss some now we're, we're going to do a whole super bowl preview next week on this very podcast so stay subscribed and stay ready for that one I'll touch on that Super Bowl. I want to recap some other thoughts that I haven't passed along yet. Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers, Rams. I'll get into that. I did it. Ask man's anything on Twitter at, at Jeff underscore man's uh, any questions that you have. I'll go through all the questions uh, that you guys have submitted over there. I'll get into that. I want to touch on uh, the new Washington nickname. They didn't go with potatoes. Those fuckers. Why didn't they do that? Now I'll talk on that. I'll talk about the Brian Flores lawsuit against the National Football League, why this is a pretty big deal. Um, ben, I've been talking about it at SiriusXM for the last couple of days, and I could tell it's not something a lot of you like and you don't want to talk about it. And no offense to anybody out there, of course. We put on our big boy and girl pants when we listen to this show, right? Because I can tell you to go fuck yourself, and there's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. Um, but I think the more uncomfortable you are with a conversation, the more you need to have it. You know, that is something I can't remember. I, I believe it was my mother who, who told me that like way back in the day. And, you know, she was a straight shooter. <laughs> my, I did a podcast about my mom like last year, uh, you know, talked about her and, you know, she was a small gal but a feisty one and stood up to everybody and was just just sort of she deal with the dealt with depression her whole life but man she was not afraid of having the conversation she'd go right at you and you know i've taken a lot from her in that regard uh gotta have the time i believe in it if you don't if you're uncomfortable with the situation that's where you need to those situations are what you need to resolve the most you want to talk about things that alleviate stress it's not yoga it's not a heart healthy diet. No, that's all bullshit. That's all stuff we want. We want to say, oh, what? I could take a pill. Oh, fuck. I could take a pill. Pills are easy. I could pop a pill, make me feel better, make me lose my anxiety. Cool. Oh, what? I could just eat, you know, some fucking fava beans and that makes it good. Oh, cool. That's all. No, 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 no. They want to alleviate stress. Get the shit off your mind. Have conversation. Have honest conversations, not fights, not arguments, not on fucking Twitter. Talk to people, say the words. How do you feel? Why do you feel that way? You'll be amazed at the amount of stress and the peace of mind you gain by having those types of conversations and not being scared to do so, right? And not having a one-sided conversation where you just tweet at somebody like you're some fucking macho guy. People love that. That's what everybody loves. Cause that's not a conversation because nobody comes back at you. And if they do, they can't say all the things that, you know, they want to say it's, it's what weak people do anyway. So we'll have that conversation a little bit here as well. So a lot to get to again. Thank you for downloading the episode. Let's get into fantasyguru.com. Why did we make this change? Well, we've got a press release out. We got um, a, a whole article about it you know i sort of talked about the backstory why we came to this conclusion and you know i'm proud i'm really happy with where we're at at the elite sports network and in our organization um 
it hasn't been an easy run. You guys know a lot of the backstory, you know, we were rock stars for a period of time with guru elite and our, you know, we had all the talent in the industry and all that good stuff. And, you know, it's easy to win when you have that. That's the easy part, right? It wasn't that difficult. What hasn't been easy is to win without all that, the depths on the bench and the, the amount of talent surrounding it and all of that. And I'm very proud that we have continued to win, not just in DFS and seasonal and betting, because it's all documented. You see our picks every day, every week, all the sports. It's all up there. You go back and look at it all. But it's also our business. We've grown the business. We've continued to add subscribers and customers and viewers and listeners. And that's the stuff that I'm proud of. And that means we're doing something right. And we're doing right by all of you. See, that's the thing. When we look at Major League Baseball, National Football League right now with the Brian Flores shit, especially NBA, all professional sports, I got to tell you, I've been a sports fan since I was out of the womb. I've always loved sports, always. And I followed it my whole life. And we're in a, a bad spot professionally with sports because they have forgotten who they are. And we're seeing it with Major League Baseball right now that they, they've lost touch. They're super rich people that really don't care about the game, right? The game, nah, whatever. You see it with the Brian Flores situation, Stephen Ross, owner of the Miami Dolphins, saying, ah, yeah, well, lose some games, get a better draft pick, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I'll, I'll talk more about that and tanking, and I know you guys are going to say, oh, tanking happens. It's good to tank. You get a better pick. No, it's there's a difference between indifference to winning and purposely losing. You can't have organizations purposely losing once that happens purposely right now. We think they're on purpose because they're shitty people doing, you know, their job. That's not purposely losing. That's just, you know, that is giving an opportunity to people that aren't as good or aren't or stink. That's a difference. I know you don't think so, but you can't have purpose people purposely losing it. The entire integrity of the game gets lost. So um, what happened was is these and, and major league baseball, they fight so much with players. They fight over percentage of ticket sales, percentage of merchandise, percentage of radio rights and television rights and betting rights and all of this. They, they argue and argue. Nobody ever thinks of fans as a sports fan. I, again, maybe I was just young and naive. I don't, that is very possible, but I used to feel like organizations and teams and even players and coaches and general managers actually gave a shit about me, the fan or, you know, the fans. Oh, we love our fans. We love this, that we'll do this for the fans. This for the fans. I don't feel like that anymore. In fact, I know with absolute certainty that they don't give a shit about fans. A lot of them, not all of them. Some, I would say most owners, you take the majority of owners and players and coaches and all that do. I think they most do, but that number is going down, 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 down by the year. So when it comes to my business at elite sports and 
growing this thing. I, I mean, I don't, when the book is written about the last five years of my life and the, the days from, you know, leaving fantasy alarm to going to guru elite and then elite sports and f- taking over fantasy guru and all this stuff, the book will be written. Um, I, I mean, there, there are so many conversations that I've had with so many people where I listen to all thoughts and ideas and everything else. And I always just say, what, what about our customers? Why are we not mentioning customers? Why is that not everything? Because our business is nothing without our people, without our members, our customers, our subscribers, our listeners, viewers, all that. Whether you, you know, listen for free to this podcast, you, you know, you're part of it. You're part of the elite mafia, whether you know it or not. You know what I mean? And, or maybe you have a, a, the trifecta package with us uh, for all three betting DFS and seasonal fantasy. And maybe that, maybe you have data even, I mean, who knows, whatever it is, you're all meaningful. Everybody's important. Customer service is vital and making sure that we give you the best product possible. Like I can't guarantee fucking Travis Kelsey's going to catch two touchdowns in a game that I think he's going, he has a good chance to, I can't tell you that fucking um, chiefs are going to beat the Bengals. Like I thought last week. Right. And that, and I might buy at least seven. I thought that was an easy bet and it didn't happen. I can't control that. What I can control is doing what's right by you. Those who follow and support my work and our team's work. And I say it's, it's, you know, I use myself because I only could speak for myself. People take offense. Coworkers take offense to me doing that sometimes. I don't mean disrespect. I just don't want to put words in other people's mouth. I know that our team at Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, Elite Sports Betting, it's as dedicated as I've ever seen. It's as loyal as I've ever seen. It's as true to the customer and subscriber and listener, viewer as I've ever seen. It's the most dedicated staff we've ever had. And that's what I think matters. And that's what moves the needle. And that's why we've been able to work through people leaving and uh, selling to a hedge fund company that we did a few years back. And, and then, um, you know, managing through COVID and through, fuck, man, you know, football ups and downs and AAF and closing down XFL, closing down baseball, never knowing when to start a couple of years ago, baseball's uh, uh, demise right now where they might not start spring training at time. All these things, we're able to navigate all the waters because for us, it's simple. Just give you what you want and do it all the time and never stop doing it. Listen to you. And that's why we're moving everything over to fantasyguru.com. Now, one of the, we poll and, and uh, survey, I guess is the right word, our customers four times a year. We, after every major sports season, we, we go through and ask you what you liked, what you didn't like. Give us commentary. And some of you probably say, ah, fuck that. I'm not doing it. I don't blame you. I always, I almost always don't answer surveys too. I just don't. But we send them out because if you have thoughts and feedbacks, we put them in. And overwhelmingly, the biggest complaint now there's complaint jeff man smells like shit or jeff man's face is stupid okay nothing i can do about that right but what the biggest complaint that was within our control was that they like our product and want to be love being a part of the elite mafia love corresponding with our 
members and staff and everything else, but they want to be able to do it more succinctly, more, you know, having a package across all three websites or four websites with elite sports data. And that's what you got. That's was the problem. And we, we recognize that because we grew this thing way beyond like when we start, we were a DFS only kind of site and we merged with fancy guru and it was guru elite. And then, you know, we took over and guru people were like indifferent and didn't want to do it anymore. And we wanted to do seasonal and I always had my draft guide. So we did that. And then we, you know, betting is now big and, you know, we decided to attack that because our customers wanted it. So we do that. So we created three huge entities and then data as well with all of our unique stats and metrics and everything else. And now we have like all these properties and each property is pretty sizable when you break it down, especially for compared to the rest of the industry. But it's hard to be a customer of all four and go all over. It's hard for me to say all every podcast, every show going to all four sites. And then technically, uh, technologically, theirs was very little. We had to do everything manually uh, as far as packaging was concerned. We had to give all, you know, we want to give our customers discounts who are loyal as much as possible to do if you were a seasonal subscriber to do betting or betting to do DFS or DFS to do seasonal or whatever. And it was fucking impossible to do. And we had to put everything in manually with text us. Uh, our customer service staff and everything else. So um, it was, it's a good move for us on the back end as well. And being able just to build it all under our biggest entity, which is fantasy guru in our seasonal environment over there for both baseball and football, it was sort of a no brainer. Now we'll still have, well, you'll be able to tell the difference. There's a lot and we're redesigning the whole site. We've got our daily side elite fantasy is going to be over there. Elite sports betting is going to be over there all under the fantasyguru.com umbrella and easily to navigate. It'll be a site within a site the way we did it. I think we did it the right way, which why it took almost a year now for us to put this together. And um, so it's that. And then it's a way that we could also get bundled packages and keep all the costs down. We could actually charge less by not having to run four sites. We could actually charge less, which is what we're doing right? For our services. It's fantastic. You know, it's a win-win, win for customers, win for us. And it'll allow everybody to see everything that we're doing, everything that we're made of, and everything's right front and center. So, you don't, we can't you know, hide from a take or a bad play or even a good play on one site, but these people don't see it. So, it's, it's all front and center. And I'm proud of it. It's, it's been a major, major doing something the customers said they wanted over and over and over and over and we're able to do it. So uh, that's, that's the reasons why um, we're moving it all to fantasyguru.com. So there you go. You will enjoy it. You will like it. I am sure of that. Let's get into some football. Uh, let me talk about the, I'll talk about the Brian Flores thing, even though I know it's going to turn you off. My God. <sighs> I see you guys. I see on Facebook and Twitter. Those of you, I see you. I know, I don't know why you get so charged. You don't like talking about racial stuff. Maybe it's blown in our face. BLM movement, you know, all, all the, the racial stuff, the sexual stuff with the LGBTQ, it's all getting thrown in everybody's face way too often. It turns, it turns us all off. 
turns me out. I, I get like, uh, you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like, I don't know why it's, I don't, I'm wrong on this probably, but I don't see why everybody who cares. Why do we care about what somebody looks like? And I'm talking about within your race, different races, somebody wears a burka on their head or, you know, has some, uh, uh whatever, I, I don't, you know, whatever, uh, oh, somewhere wears bib overalls or, you know, I'm not the most attractive looking human being in the world. That's for sure. And I don't understand why that matters. It matters if it's a modeling contract or something like that. Grant, we don't all look like Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. But I, I never understand. I don't understand why we don't embrace differences. Somebody is different than you. Who cares? I have way more in common with people of, I don't know, I, I'm different races and religions and all that than I do people in my own family sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't. I've never understood that. And I believe we as a civilization are moving away further away from all this inclusiveness and shit, but we're not there yet. And for whatever reason, whether it's, I think it's a lot of older people still hold true that they're not comfortable with other races. And they do think less of other races because that's who they grew up thinking that for some reason. And it's just so unfortunate. Everybody should be judged on their character. And the thing with Brian Flores, before you judge it, I, I just want to ask every one of you that are trying to fast forward and hope I'm done talking about this soon, which I will be. I know you. I know you don't like it. Okay. Understand. I know. And your post, as soon as you're done with this, you're going to get so pissed off at me. You're going to go post on your own social media how this is stupid and Brian Flores is stupid and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I just want you to think about what it would feel like for you. And again, I have no idea everybody I'm talking to here about your ethnicity, religion, your race. I don't know any of that. Never has mattered to me. Never has factored into me. It, I don't, doesn't matter. I mean, again, uh, just some, not something that factors to me anyway. Um, just imagine though, that for whatever reason, there's something you want in this world and let's be reasonable. Christy Brinkley in her twenties. No. Okay. Not, eh, not right. I'll tell you, you want an opportunity. You, all you want, you don't want, I want a million dollars. Okay, great. How about you get an opportunity to work for a million dollars, whatever your job is. Imagine there was something where whatever you do for work from being a plumber, electrician to being president of the city council or um, CPA or whatever it is. Imagine there's a, a job available at the top of your profession that paid million dollars or $10 million, whatever. And imagine it, you would like, and you worked your butt off and you continue to work your butt off and you, your goal is to do that. Now imagine that the people in charge of hiring for that, won't even consider you, not even consider you. They won't even think of you. And, and when they do, they fake it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they show up drunk. They hire somebody else, but then have you in for an interview just to check a box. You know what I mean? Like imagine not having an opportunity in any facet of your life and think about how damaging that is psychologically, emotionally. 
And then obviously what it does to your, the quality of your life. And I think that's the discussion about Brian Flores is that number one, let me turn it around on Flores for a minute and say that he never should have got the job to start with. He was, he didn't, he wasn't really qualified to be the Miami Dolphins head coach. That's something that's getting lost in all this, right? He wasn't, he's a Patriot assistant that did shit. What did he do? He, he wasn't, he was a safeties coach. I think with Belichick's kids ahead of him. And he was like 31 years old or something. And that's like 2015 ish. He really didn't do anything to get that job. What he did and what, what did he get? 2019, 2018, 2019 dolphin. He really was not qualified to me. The fact that I think it's even along the same lines as what, the inclusiveness and the race and all that shit is that they also hire people just because they once took a shit next to Bill Belichick. And that doesn't, that shouldn't qualify you. Brian Flores was not qualified to be the head coach of Miami Dolphins. Okay. But he got the opportunity and he did well with it. Dolphins stink. The Dolphins draft, they, they were set up for some massive success. And then they drafted like absolute dog shit. And it showed this year, they chose the wrong quarterback Tua over Herbert. I mean, the whole thing, but that wasn't on Flores. Flores teams outperformed everything everybody expected. And they kept doing it. And after this year going so far in the dumps and then coming all the way back to finish nine and eight and over 500, despite being one and seven, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that he deserved to keep that job at least another year. And him being fired is just ridiculous. Okay, fine. Then he goes out into the pool after what he did there. And you're talking about fucking Matt Eberflus and Nate Hackett being more qualified than him and, and being hired above Brian Flores? Really? And it's not just him. David Cully did the same shit in Texas, Houston. Now, I think Cully wasn't qualified to get the job, and he did, but they they hired him to fire him. So the part of this that we miss is that White Sox did this, my beloved White Sox, the Chicago Cubs did this, where they hire guys, and I think in both instances it was like Rick Renteria. They hire a coach to get them to, to – help with the losing and to manage the losing and all that. And then they bring in their closer, whether it was uh, Joe Madden for the Cubs and Tony La Russa for the White Sox and managers in baseball do this. It, they have no intention of letting these coaches grow and see the fruits of their success. They fire them. They're hired to be fired is what I'm saying. And I think that's a bigger travesty as well. Cause imagine now that you got your job, you got that million dollar a year job and you, you fight and people are like, all right, we need you to increase sales by 5% in, in th this year. And you're, you're expected to grow by 5% every year. First year you grow by 8%. Real good. Next year you grew 25%. Holy fuck. Amazing. All right. Next year, they're like, all right, well, we want, you know, want to see some nice growth. We, we want 8% growth. 
And instead of that, you grow 9%. And then you're fired. Right? You set yourself up. You did all that. And then you're fired. Somebody else comes in, takes your job. And they get that next massive boost. They get the opportunity. That's not fair. And it's not right. The fact that, you know, have it, we, we as a society should be way past tokenism. You shouldn't hire a coach because they're black or minority or because they're white uh, or religious or a woman. I think we see too much of this shit going on. It happens in the LGBTQ community way too much as well. I don't care who everybody's fucking like. I, I don't know why we need to know something I just don't understand. I'm not against anybody. I, I want everybody to get laid. I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be who you are. If you're a man sucking a woman's body, a woman sucking a man's be you. And there's no reason that any human being should ever keep somebody else down from being who they are. Unless of course it's non-consensual, let's say, or, you know, you do something to make somebody else uncomfortable. Like it's, you know, if you're, whatever, if you're uh, uh, a gay man, let's say, and then you're just whipping out your crank everywhere and rubbing it on everybody. That's, that's not, has nothing to do with being gay. You're being an asshole. <laughs> we have to be allowed to call everybody an asshole. You're, no, don't do things that other people don't like. But I, I don't get it. Why do you keep people down? Because they're not like you or that you don't share their beliefs and who to have sex with or who you're attracted to or, you know, where you grew up or, you know, what color your skin is or which God you believe in. I don't, I don't get it. Let the best, we will never going to succeed, succeed as a civilization unless we are put all that shit to the side and say, okay, let's get the best people in here. You know, I'm about to have surgery here in a couple of weeks. I've talked about my health issues in the past and I've got a very serious health issue. I want the best person working on me. I don't give a fuck. Man, woman, fucking Doogie Hauser. I don't know. I don't care. Or uh, black, white, uh, uh, Latina. I, I mean, you're the best surgeon you got. Let's go. That's what I want. I want the best surgeon. I fuck. We all should feel that way, shouldn't we? Just the best people, the best jobs. Work hard, pay your dues. I believe in paying dues. I don't think anybody, that's why, you know, Flores didn't deserve that job in the first place, to be quite honest with you. Cully did. He paid his dues more than Flores. But, and Cully, I didn't think anything of, and he did an amazing job with the Texans and he gets fired. And now they're going to go hire Ivan Drago, AKA Josh McCown as their head coach, guy who's never coached a day in his life. Fuck you. Like that is absolute ridiculous absolute fucking ridiculous man so um yeah it just bothers me to no no fucking end so anyway that's my thoughts on the floor situation have the talks though with your kids with your friends with your family I, I know i know you don't like to hear it i know you don't want to i know i know you guys man those of you got tilted over the blm movement you know i, I don't know what to tell you there's a reason for this. I, I get why you don't want to have the conversation. I get why you don't like it. All lives matter. But, and I understand that they do all matter. Of course they all matter, but you're missing the point. There's a wrong that's happening and it needs to be right. 
once that's once we've put that shit to bed, then yes, all lives matter. Everybody's equal. Then then we're all once we're officially on equal ground. But don't put somebody down. Don't keep somebody under your thumb just because of their race or ethnicity or shit like that. That that's chicken shit. Fight for it and win on your own merits and your own deservingness. And trust me, you'll feel more fulfilled when you do. I don't know. That that's my final thoughts on that. Um, Washington Commanders. The uh, I always want to say Commodores. Easy last Sunday morning. Um, it, it's fine. The football team was a shitty name. I can't believe that we lived two years calling them the Washington fucking football team. Well, the elite mafia didn't. We called them the Washington Potatoes, which I think is a hell of a lot better name than the Commanders. But I'll take it. I'm glad it's over. Just get a name and let us call you. Who cares what the name is? Guess what? If Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were on that team, everybody's like, Commanders, yay. You don't give a shit. Nobody cares. Like, all we want to do is win. We don't care what the name. My my favorite team in the world is the Chicago White Sox. Fucking White Sox. Who wears white socks anymore? Old men. Nobody wears white socks anymore. I don't know, but whatever. It's a team. Fuck, who cares? You know, I'm just glad it's finally over. I'm glad they did a name and we can move on with our life. Uh, Bengals Chiefs recap of that game. Listen, um, Super Bowl 56 is fascinating. I love everything about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that team. I think that let's, oh, he, let me, I'll do a callback here. Okay. Bengals going to the Super Bowl, the Rams going to the Super Bowl. What do these two teams have in common? Well, one, they were both the four seed in their respective conferences. It's the first time there has ever been a Super Bowl without a one, two, or a three seed in either conference part of it. It's a lowest seeded. Super Bowl in history. I love that. But these two teams have something very specific in common, and that's that they both played a very tough schedule. All right. The Bengals played a tough ass schedule, despite the fact that they finished what four and 12 last year. You know what I mean? That, that, that is very telling because, um, you know, it just so happened that division was a tough division, AFC North. NFC West, a very tough division. Like these were fucking real tough, tough schedules. And when we got to the playoff time, both these teams were battle tested. They were battle tested. You know, that they were, you know, ease, they were fighting tooth and nail every single game. And they had to fight and scrap and claw to, to make it. And they're better off for it. And again, let me just call back the conversation we just had that some of you fast forwarded through and we'll say, that's why you have those tough conversations. You're a better person for having them. You're a better person for having gone through it. Any, any of the adversity, none of you should define yourself based on your success. You should define yourself on your failures. You should define yourself. You should, you know, the strength of your character when you're down and out, when you're at your lowest, when nobody likes you, when you fucked up, when you made a mistake, how you rebound, how you get back up says everything about who you are, everything about you. And that's, you know, that's how you get tough. You want to know how to be tough. 
emotionally, mentally, physically, go to the gym, do yoga. No, all that's bullshit. All that's bullshit. It's shit we want to do. We wish it was that easy. No, be tough. Go through it. Do it. Want to be tough. Toughest people I've ever met in my life were guys I worked at the plumbing company with back in the day. The ones I dug ditches with and, 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 you know, worked on the Bobcat and dug trenches and laid conduit in the fuck or laid power lines in the ground, not conduit, um, power lines in the fucking ground and dug trenches. You know, those, that's the, sh- those are the strongest people. Oh, Mr. Olympia has a lot of muscle, big fucking deal. You hit them once they go right down. These fucking old, old school Irishmen that I used to work with a plumbing company. They, you fucking hit them. They wouldn't even flinch. You'd break your shatter, your fucking wrist on their face. That's how tough they are. That's tough. That's why you have, that's why you have these conversations. That's why you dive into the, the situations that you don't want to. It makes you a stronger person. And it made the Bengals and the Rams a lot stronger as well. So I'm excited about the Super Bowl. I love right now. I'm going to hate Joe Burrow in three years, right? And I won't say hate, but yeah, I'll hate him. I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I love Patrick Mahomes, but I'm just tired of seeing him. I was very happy they lost. Three years ago, I was cheering wildly when the Chiefs, you know, finally advanced and and they beat the Patriots and they they moved on to the Super Bowl. Like I was super duper excited about it then. Now it's the shoes on the other foot. I love the underdog. To me, that's what sports are all about. It's the best part about being a sports fan is that anything could happen on any given day, right? All it takes is a great effort, a wonderful performance. You know, 53 players pulling on the same rope and getting a job done and going to the Super Bowl. It's when nobody in the world expected them to to me that's everything right that that is everything and um that's just what i just think that by the way i know that the chiefs face the titans it, my brain could not handle anymore they didn't beat the patriots they beat the titans to go to the that's brady's last year and the titans beat them in the first round and baltimore in the second round so yes before you write your fucking letters i caught myself on that one but either way um and it's great i ordered a bengals jersey and two of them i ordered one for me one for my son immediately after that game i was so pumped up joe burrow for him jamar chase for me excited just pumped up can't wait to see it it's gonna be great um i'll have a full preview we've got our super bowl betting guide over there as well elite sports betting.com l forward to fantasyguru.com if you're listening to this during Super Bowl week, but I'll have a full preview on the podcast next week. We'll talk betting, DFS, everything. Um, my notes from this game, I just thought the whole game shifted when Andy Reid lit Patrick Mahomes and their offense stay out with five seconds left from the six-yard line. I don't know why you would ever do that. Just kick the fuck field goal, go up 13 points, and you're good to go, or I'm sorry, 23 points at that point. I don't know what they were thinking. I just don't, and it was a terrible job by Mahomes, who should have known better as well. Absolutely should have known better. He can't take all the time in the world. And that's something with Mahomes that it's like any fat cat. When things, when things come easy to you, when you're able to do such unbelievable things at an early age, you come to expect it. You come to get used to it. And he, he sits back there for five, six seconds a pop. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. 
He's great. He's the best quarterback in the league. But the amount of time he has to deliver the ball, and he creates his own time, so he does a lot of it himself. But it's, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that can do similar, put up similar production if they have the amount of time he has. And so he's used to scrambling around and throwing around and running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Um, that screwed him. And then Andy Reed, the untold story of that game is Andy Reed chewed them out. They went into the locker room and he blasted his offense for that final possession. And they never recovered. They took it too hard. They didn't play. They were playing fast and loose in the first half of the game and just were balling out. Boom, boom, boom. 21, three game was seemingly over. And then, you know, that final possession, they, went right down the field, but screwed up at the end, didn't get any points. Their coach got pissed, so they played with tight buttholes in the second half and managed just three points the entire second half and, and overtime in half of a quarter of overtime. You know, and Mahomes throwing two interceptions to, is was the downfall. So stunning outcome, realistically, but that's why you play the games. That's why the world is not bad. It's not just an 88 overall versus an 82 eight overall and 88 overall wins. That's not the way this goes. It's not the way sports go. So um, love to see that. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, a great game and uh, excited about the underdog Bengals as well. The Rams, listen, I've been critical. I didn't like the move for Matt Stafford, not because I didn't think Matt Stafford was a great fit, not because I didn't think he could get to a Super Bowl. I don't think you give up all that you gave up. I don't think the upgrade to Stafford is the difference this season. I don't. I'm when I say that, I hope you know I know it. I'm not, it's not really my opinion. It's not an opinion. It wasn't. I'm just telling you now, those three draft picks, the money, the draft picks, everything. It's not the difference. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl too. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl though. And that's going to be the next step. And when you win the Super Bowl, everything gets, all your bad moves get justified, whatever it is. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay being wrong. I'm happy for the Rams, happy for their fans, happy for Stafford. It's another guy. I mean, he goes with what I'm saying. He's worked his way up. He's paid his dues. Now I always am curious why you can't do that in Detroit, why you couldn't win in Detroit. Oh, nobody was good in Detroit. Well, he had a hall. One of the great, he had the best receiver we've ever seen to Calvin Johnson. So I don't know. I don't buy any of that shit. It could have been better teams. Those were bad teams, but you know, Stafford had a lot to do with that as well. He tried to give this game to the 49ers throwing an end zone interception off the bat, but I think Cal Shanahan and Sean McVay are two of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. It's just the Rams were 0 and 14 when trailing by 10 or more points entering the fourth quarter under Sean McVay. Right. Um, and on the flip side, Kyle Shanahan in big games, like it, it's an unbelievable thing. How bad he has been in close games in the fourth quarter of his last three playoff losses, including two Super Bowls, he was out, they were outscored. His team was outscored nineteen to nothing against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. 
um, against Atlanta 2016, technically 2017, 19 to nothing in that fourth quarter. Okay. In 2019, in that Super Bowl, he was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Cal Shanahan was outscored 21 to zero, his team, um, by the Kansas City Chiefs. And then NFC Championship game outscored 13 to zero. 53 to zero. He's been outscored in his last three playoff losses. Fucking guy's got work to do. The fact that he his teams are getting there, that's says he's a good coach. But man, he is all-time choke artist. As Sean McVay is. Sean McVay was out of timeouts in the fourth quarter of the NFC championship game in a game where they were coming from behind to try to win. That, that's impossible. That's just coaching one-on-one stupidity. It worked out for him, but it really shouldn't have. If Cal, it was a, that was a battle of who's going to cock it up more between those two. You know what I mean? That, that's what that really was. So anyway, um, all right. So that, those are my thoughts on that. Let's get into, I asked you guys at, at Jeff underscore man, ask me anything, any questions that you have whatsoever. We definitely want to want you to ask the questions. And I, I save these questions by the way, so that I could use them in other shows and on the Sirius XM show and all of that. So I, I didn't ask me anything. I have no idea what's in this thread whatsoever. So I'm just going to go right to it and see what you guys uh, had to ask. Let's go. Uh, people you can't trust, i.e. those who don't return to shopping cart. That's a good one. 20, 26 year old in the workforce, crock pot meals. Oh, I hate crock pot meals. My wife loves them. I call them soup. Fucking, I hate runny. I hate runny foods like it's such a eh. you know i don't like i don't i don't like a ton of sauce on myself like the sauce is fine but i want it coated and embedded on the meat or whatever dish it is i hate when it's like soup on my plate and those crockpot meals do that uh people i can't trust um boy i mean that's the i can't trust like types of people I think the you know, young people in the workforce and people that don't work in general, we all know those people. Some of you maybe are those people and we know you, by the way, this, you could tell there's people that they always need a day off. They, they may, they wake up in the morning with an idea of how to get out of work. Okay. I'm going to say my cat is sick. I just can't go to work. Um, I'm not feeling well. My dog's not feeling well. My kid's not feeling well. My uncle's not feeling well. Oh, my car just had, had an oil uh, check engine lights on in my car. What are you going to do? Oh, there's water in my backyard or in my basement. I got to figure that out. Like, you know, those people, they will always have an excuse. Those are the people I don't trust. <laughs> I just don't. I'm trying to think of somebody else novel, but I, I don't really... For, here's the thing about trust with me. I trust everybody and I've been screwed over a lot with it, but here's my trick. I trust everybody on the surface, but they only get one. You only get one shot with me. Once you, once you screw me over or once you prove yourself not to be trustworthy, once I never go back, like there is no forgiveness for me or, 
forgiveness. I guess there's forgiveness, but there's, I'll never trust you again. And again, people I've known my whole life, there's friends. I've, you know, quote unquote friends and family members and stuff. Well, once the, you know, you, you just, you break my trust once. That's what you get. That's it. I don't trust you anymore. You know, I won't say I don't dislike you or anything, but it's a different quality being trustworthy. Um, there we go. Best bets for the Super Bowl. My plus four, your plus 400 bet last week. Was it on FanDuel? It, uh, I mean, it was on all sites. My parlay, that was my parlay for the Rams 49ers, a Debo anytime touchdown under 46 and a half, I think. And uh, what is it? Oh, and the Rams minus two and a half. That was my parlay from last week and it, it hit yeah it was about it was actually like six to one on those odds so pretty good return that we got on that one um my best bets for the super bowl I, i'm gonna dive into that next week the whole show is going to be about that but i i like the rams to win i'll say that um i'll really have like all the props and everything else out uh, i like to go through the props and not get too crazy where I, I want to be more, I, I have an advantage more with the football side of things. I love the entertainment props. I think that's fun with what song was racing first, so on and so forth. But I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I don't, I don't like betting money on that unless you're just doing it purely for entertainment purposes, but I like making money. And I think Super Bowl is a great opportunity to make money. So I'll say the Rams minus the, the, the four and a half as it stands right now. Um, is a bet that I like. I don't like four and a half points. That's a shitty number, but I have them closer to a, a full touchdown favorite than a field goal. So that's where I sit as of right now. Um, Super Bowl party games again, please. Oh yeah, I did that last year. Past the cup, squares, my ultimate Super Bowl pool. I love doing that. You know, the 20 questions all about who will have more receiving yards? First player to score a touchdown, coin toss. Um, what song will Dre, Eminem, et cetera, play first during the Super? You know, all that stuff. Uh, I'll do that on next week's episode as well. Um, my favorite, I love the pass the cup game. And you just put a dollar in the cup, every possession. And everybody around the room puts it in. If you have 20 people in the rooms, $20 per possession. Again, you get 10 possessions sometimes, or eh, you probably get three or four. And before a touchdown, and when there's a touchdown, boom, whoever's holding the cup, every play you pass the cup, every play, including punts and kickoffs and everything else. So pass around. And when there's a touchdown and you're holding the cup on that play, you win all the money in the cup. So that's one of my, I, I do like that one. That's a fun one, but I'll have more for you, Noah, on that. I promise critique drew lock and his possible career going forward. Boy, I think he is underrated. I think drew lock, there's potential for him. I, I think that drew lock can be decent in this league, man. Like I, I really do. I, I think there's a lot is his arm is lively and good. He's not that we talk about Herbert. We talk about Mahomes. talk about Burrow. He is, he's in that elk, right? He's in that he's you know, not obviously not as polished as any of them, but he, he has that demeanor. I'll tell you, there's two quarterbacks that are lean. They're lingering around right now. 
that I think could be starters on winning ball clubs in the NFL. Okay. The two guys come to my one's Drew lock. I think there's something, there's something there. Now, does it amount? Can he get to nobody's getting him a Mahomes level at this point, but like burrow Herbert, can he be that guy? Maybe he's a shade under that, but can, I mean, why can't he be a Matt Stafford type? No reason. Matt Ryan type guys who have had really good seasons. He to me is like, I think I feel more comfortable with Drew Locke than I would with a Kyler Murray. I just feel more, much more comfortable. The other guys, Marcus Mariota. God. Oh boy. I want to be an NFL GM. So fucking bad. It's not even funny. Head coach GM. I'm telling you, I could build an offense around Mariota and it could be great. It really could. He's got all the skill. Man, anybody, he, he's better than any quarterback coming out of college. Yet you're going to spend first round equity. You can get Mariota's unrestricted free agent. You get for nothing now, but sign up to a literal minimal deal, two and a half million bucks, two million bucks. Let him compete for the job, knowing that he will. If I am a team like, um, well, Tampa's going to go get a bigger veteran guy, but there's a lot of quarterback openings. Pittsburgh, oh my God. Pittsburgh's a great fit. Those types of situations. Would love to see him with Brian DeBall in New York. Would love that fit as well. There's a lot of open quarterbacks. He's better than Tua. I'm talking about Mariota right now. And Washington, if I was Washington and desperate for a you know, quarterback, oh, man. Just unbelievable. Like I would, I am so certain of that. It's not even funny. So there you go. What are the sun's chances of winning at all this year? Number one seed in the West right now. I mean, um, will they have enough overall? I mean, great postseason last year, you know, absolutely amazing run. They've carried it into the regular season. Need DeAndre Ayton to, to be healthy. He's been out for a reason. I think he just came back, actually. So, like, Suns, I mean, best team in basketball right now. But we'll, when you get to a, a Western Conference final against Steph Curry with Clay back and, and Golden State, can they, can they actually wrestle out of that? That, I just don't think so. I just don't think so. You know, so, I mean, obviously they're, they're odds on favorite, but I don't see anybody out of the East doing anything. I really don't. There's shitty teams in the East. The fucking Cleveland Cavaliers are, in, you know, doing well. You know, Bucks will probably emerge out of it again. Um, I don't think the Nets are going to get hot at any time soon. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, they're the odds on favorite, but I don't know. I don't, I worry about, that Western Conference final against the uh, Golden State. Will Trout play a full year? No. No, he won't. He's, I think he's the emergency break class only guy. Uh, he's gotten to the point where superstar players get. Mahomes is on this road as well, where every, they now wake up. They're the guys who wake up in the morning and say, uh, why should I rest him? He can't, let's not put him through too much. Let's keep him in a glass case. And, you know, I, I have always, you know, something about me that I've never talked about. I've never, I've always been against, you know, those people that collect toys, but they keep them in the compartments. 
in, in the packaging. As much as I understand why you do that, I resent that and hate that. I don't think there's any purpose of a toy or a collectible if you, it's not out for people to see. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't understand. I don't value anything that you can't actually use. Saying you have something shouldn't be better than having than actually using that thing. We, people waste their lives on shit like that. Waste their lives not doing something, talking about something and not doing it. So I sort of resent that. Um, who's the coolest pro athlete you have met? Well, I met Bo Jackson. I thought that would be the coolest. That was a shitty interview where he ate Doritos the whole time. So I was very disappointed by that. Um, boy, coolest athlete. Yeah, I met Joe Montana. I had a great, I talked, I've told this story before at the FanDuel Live final in San Diego years ago. And he and one of his kids were going up, they pulled up a, a dessert cart. Like the, the, the games were winding down. It was the afternoon games. So they brought out a giant cart full of desserts, cakes and pie, and fucking ice cream fountain and like everything. And I'm, I'm patrolling around there. I'd had a few makers, Mark send me some bourbon and uh, Montana comes up to the, you could tell he kind of waited for the, the people to clear out. He and his kid comes up to the cart and I scream at the top of my life. No, no, Joe, not for you. Uh-uh. No, said, this is for the common folk. And he looked at me and I had interviewed him like a couple hours before that. He looked at me like, are you fucking, you fucking maniac. So that was pretty good. That was a funny moment, but he rolled with it though. He was like, he looked at me like that but he didn't go and tell or, you know, bitch or anything like that. He kind of chuckled that, you know, he knew it was just a fun thing and the whole room looked and, you know, it was kind of a funny moment. So I think that was pretty cool. I've been fortunate. I met a lot of athletes in my day and, um, I mean, you know, I worked with guys like Tori Holt and MJD. I mean, these guys, like I went out drinking with them. I partied with them. So I got lots of stories like that. These guys were fucking cool, real cool. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'll go with the Montana or the Bo Jackson one. Can I officially be your number one fan? Daniel Newton, you're, yes. You stripped down to your underpants to get into our elite sports listener league. Yes. You officially could be my number one fan. That, that is on the table, my friend. Do you or anyone in your family watch wrestling? Oh, uh, no. Nobody watches now. I used to. I was way into it. I talk about my wrestling figure, action figures, played with them into my teenage years, long past when I should have. So I was a big fan in the late 80s, early 90s. Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik, Big John Studd. You know, British Bulldogs, Junkyard Dog, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage, like that whole that run was fit. And then I got into WCW with Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen. Woo! Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and Lex Luger, and all these guys. Yeah, I mean, so I liked it back in the day. I haven't watched in years. Um, nobody in my family, no, and not even extended family. I guess the close Justin Fensterman does. One of my friends. Um, you hear him on the alarm after hours show on Sirius XM. He watches, he's way into the wrestling stuff. Um, don't know anybody else that really is. Unfortunately, uh, I'm sorry. Um, what else? Other questions here. Anybody else watch wrestling? That was it. 
Uh, oh, I, I don't know. Somebody's asking me about trannies. Um, can boys become girls? I just, I, you know, I talked about that before. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. So here's my thoughts on this topic. The people that were born male or female, whatever you're born, you're born with, to decide as a teenager sometime, I think it's absolutely everybody's right. If you, like I said, sexually, what you're attracted to and what you want to do is your thing, as long as it's legal and willing and consensual. I, I don't have any problems. If you feel like a girl, if you're, you're born a boy and you want to dress like a girl or something, so be it. Absolutely. If that's who you are, be who you are. Again, you don't need to, it doesn't need to be in everybody's face. I'm not saying you have to hide it. Absolutely not. You know, but you know, there's a, the people want to express who they are in like, you're in a fucking off, you're a CPA office. And if somebody comes in and wants to, you know, jump around like Richard Simmons, I think, okay, that's, you don't need to do that. Right. It's just not necessary. Not because of anything to do with your sexuality or what you identify as it's because we're trying to do people's taxes and we got to stick to the job. Like that's the job at night, do whatever you want. So that's the way I feel about that. I don't like the playing each other's sports and I don't have a major problem with it. I'm not like, Oh, you should, if you know, you had a reassignment surgery and you can't play, you know, I just don't think it's necessary. I think there's sports, there's intramurals, there are other activities, there's park district leagues and things where you'd go to have fun, where it's fun. You play the sport because you love the sport and you want to do the sport, okay? And in those leagues, yeah, do whatever, you know, that I think is fine. If you want to identify um, as another gender and play in that sport, as long as you fit all the rules and the criteria, whatever they said. I, I think though that's where that should happen. I don't think at the professional level, I don't think at the Olympic level, I don't think at the high school or college level, like, I don't, I don't, what's your, what's your motivation there? I, I don't, you know what I mean? I worry that people sometimes use that as a way to get fame or notoriety and they wail on lesser competition, you know? So I just don't understand it. I, I think, Amateur sports are taken way too seriously anyway. And I feel that way from like little league. I, I'm very outspoken about it. I think, you know, I tell you guys, all of your kids stink at sports. So do mine. We don't realize how shitty our kids are, but we take it seriously. We act like they're going to be the next major league ball player or NBA star. They're not, they're not going to do anything. Just have, it should be fun. Sports should be fun. It should be, it's a, time away from the real world it's a way to compete burn energy stay in shape fill fulfill your competitiveness without having to go beat up somebody's you know beat up the pickup truck next door because it's better, bigger than yours like it's it, it's a that's what sports are are to me and should be about um so if you're just going and having fun and like it's a loose atmosphere then pick up games and intramurals and uh, park district leagues and rec leagues there's a lot of places to play sports go and do it but you start getting into professional and all of a sudden you you know you have more testosterone in your body and you're you know you're a 
uh, you're born male. And what if you're a six foot eight, you know, big male that identifies as a female? I think you have every right to do so in the world. You, that's how you feel. And that's what you want. Then that's it. However, you're going against a bunch of like, let's say college age, 19 year old, 20 year old girls on a volleyball court and you're fucking smashing spikes. That's not right. Why? I don't know why people don't understand. You know, that's not right. They have to know that's not right. Yeah. You could be the best volleyball player in the, in the world in this scenario, but that's not what the sport is all about. Right. And it's, you shouldn't have a gen, huge advantage. If you have a massive advantage, because you're identifying as another sexual orientation or something like that um, in sports, then you shouldn't be playing that sport. You shouldn't have a massive advantage. It should be compete just like everybody else at your level. And if you're a little bit better, fine. But if you're just out there and you're physically imposing or, or something, then, then no. And vice versa from, you know, going, being assigned a female at birth and being, male later on and uh, you know you, you're thinner and you're lighter or whatever and you want to swim i don't know whatever that you know that is um i've had a much bigger problem with the transition to a female playing female sports just because you know males are built differently there's nothing you could identify any way you want but you are built a certain way right and as much as you try to stop that science of it if you go past a certain point and you get through puberty and you're just a big strapping person. That's, you know, you, you, everybody should recognize that that's not the right thing, but um, yeah, that's it. Can, so boys can become girls. Girls can become boys. Absolutely. I mean, thing I'll never argue. Everyone deserves the right to be happy. And, you know, just because I don't feel that way and I was born a, stupid looking white male doesn't mean that I can't understand what a um, transvestite black woman may feel like or may go through. I, I won't, I do not have that experience. I don't have that, um, that I guess, ex, you know, experience. I don't have that. I don't know what they've been through. Okay. But that doesn't mean I can't, uh, you know, understand or sympathize or empathize with that, well, shit, that, that must've been very hard. And people may look like, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, I, I have a disabled brother who uh, I've talked about on this show and others many times. And my brother's uh, a dwarf. He was born a dwarf and it's been small. His obviously his entire life. He's also had learning disabilities, a lot of medical um, disabilities as well. Um, and I would go to the grocery store, or, uh, you know, I'd go to, restaurants or places i'd go to white Sox games with him and every when i'd walk around with my brother every person i mean i thought i would go to white Sox game with thirty thousand people everybody would be staring at us everybody okay and you know i remember people calling my brother names in the kmart when i down the street from my house and shit like that and you know it took me a long time it took me years to realize how awful and wrong that was and all the shit he had to deal with his entire life. And does he deserve that? Why does he deserve it? He's different looking and he's different than you or I. And, you know, he was born with a deformation that nobody, it's not his fault. 
right? But my brother worked 30 years in the auto parts industry and, you know, good guy, one of the nicest people I've ever met. So, I mean, does that, you know, I, I think I, I have a lot different of a perspective on this than other people were. So I don't try to pretend to know what everybody else has gone through and what they feel. I, I, I kind of am able to empathize and like, yeah, I could imagine life's not been easy. Now, just because your life hasn't been easy doesn't mean you get everything in the fucking world. Give me a million dollars. I should be first in line everywhere. I should be doing. No, that's not true either. I think everybody's fair and equal. And, you know, and, and that's it. And that, you know, I think that's it, it's different, dis- disabled, different than LGBTQ, of course, but it's along the same lines. And I think it fulfills what we're talking about with Brian Flores and race. Why can't we all just strongest, you know, the, the best at the jobs and, and that's it. Worry what people look like. Don't worry about who they're attracted to or not attracted to or, you know, whatever. Everybody, everybody deserves the right to be happy. Every one of you listening deserves that. I deserve that. We all deserve those rights, right? Why do we keep trying to force others to be who they aren't and to do things, to, to shame, shame people into not, you know, not identifying in the way they identify? I don't know. I'm not threatened by it personally. I'm not, you know, um, I've had, you know, I've, it's, I've had gay experiences, meaning uh, I've had, you know, I'll never forget, I, long story, but I'll make it short, a buddy of mine, one of my, Ted and I, one of our good friends, our whole life, um, we used to, I used to go to the ND 500 with his uncle, and this dude was a uh, pee hound, pussy hound, man, this guy, go after it and get all the chicks, good looking, do everything else, well, years later, we realized, we didn't realize he announced he was gay, and it was like, whoa, you know, we're probably... I don't even know if we're 20 by the time we realized or that he came out and it was kind of like, whoa, like, wow. It was just a shock or whatever. And um, one, you know, and I remember being my buddy, I won't say his name and then we'll get into, I'm trying to disguise it because I don't want to out anybody or anything. Um, but we went to a gay bar then with him because we'd been to a lot of straight bars. He'd brought us to Indy 500. We'd done a lot of things with his uncle before, and it's a way we said, you know, we'll support you doing what you want to do. So, you know, you guys dancing around and, you know, that whole thing or whatever. And you realize like, oh, they're just having fun. Like you're not interested that there's nothing wrong with not being interested. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's, you know, it was just a different experience. And one of those situations where like you, you learn like he, he was miserable when he was going out whoring around with girls he was miserable doing that wasn't who he is he was he was doing that as a way to show that he wasn't trying to stay in the closet that's not fair and that's not right nobody should feel that way nobody should be pushed into that corner to be something that they're not you know what i mean like that's that's the wrongness so that's how i feel um you may disagree again and uh i have a feeling this podcast you may disagree with a bunch that i said um, but that that's where I stand. As a matter of fact, I think I'll end it there. We've got some more ask me anything questions. Save that for next episode. I've got a full on Super Bowl preview coming at you with our next episode. That'll be episode 104. Thank you one and all for uh, listening through this whole thing, especially if you did not skip around. Definitely appreciate you guys hanging through some tough conversations, some different types of conversations that we've had in the past. We're going to get into some baseball. We'll get into offseason NFL, NFL draft. I've started my 
coverage there. Um, I've done started my tape research. I've studied, look, I'm studying quarterbacks as we speak. So I'll have a lot of thoughts on that NFL free agency, the off season, a lot of research projects that I got going on for that. We'll have USFL coverage, XFL coverage, major league baseball coverage. So a lot to come here on this, this show and uh, across fantasy as well. Remember, follow me at Jeff underscore Mance on Twitter, the Jeff Mance on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. You may disagree with some or all that you heard on today's episode. And there's a good chance you do today more than most, but that's all right, folks. This is what we do. We can have a heart to heart conversation. We could agree to disagree. And why can we do that? Because this was just one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Deuces.